Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this great, big, amazing, magical, yummy world. Hello and welcome to Living Well. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and I am so excited to get to play with you today. Thank you for stopping by wherever you are, whenever you're hearing this, whenever you're joining the conversation. Thank you for being a contribution to the conversation, and thank you for coming to play. So, um, wow, if you have not joined me live before and you are listening and you are able, please click into the chat room and come play with us backstage. You just find the red bar near the top of the screen on any screen on the A2Zen website, and you click on the word chat room. Give yourself a name. It could be yours or anyone else's, and come on in. And it's a fun place to play. I'm seeing some folks pop in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, it's a fun place to just ask questions, have a very different kind of conversation sometimes from the one we're having on air. And uh, no matter where the conversation in the chat room goes, it's always a contribution to the show, and it's always a lot of fun. So good morning, everybody. Um, Oh my goodness, wow, I, let's see, if this is your first time joining me, um, please know that uh, Living Well is about the exploration of what it's like to really be willing to embody abundant living. What the heck does that mean? Abundant living is not necessarily all about what's in your bank account. It's really more specifically about, to begin with, what is the abundance of you that you're willing to acknowledge, tap into, activate, receive, and contribute into the world, So, as well as your own life? <laughs> so that's kind of how we play. It gives me a really broad category of things to play with. And today, uh, the topic that we're going to be playing with, actually, is human being. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's funny because when that landed, which was only just a few days ago as this week's topic, um, I, I had some interesting points of view about talking about human being. <laughs> and I played with the topic wording and I put the question into ethers like, do you mean being human? And it was very specifically, no, it's human being. So I thought that was intriguing as well. So let's just dive right in. What is this thing, human being? So have you ever used the expression, I'm only human, or I'm a spiritual being having a human experience? <laughs> have you ever played with either of those? Or have you ever heard other people use those expressions? And what do you notice when those expressions are used or something to that effect? Does it create a lightness or an expansion in your world? Or does the energy actually get heavy? And for me, what I notice is the energy actually kind of gets a little bit heavy, a little bit sticky. Um, so that's part of what we're going to be exploring with this thing called human. So is it an experience, an experiment, an excuse, or something else? <laughs> so, you know.
know me. I like to go look stuff up. And um, uh, one of my favorite places is Etymology Online. It's the etymology, uh, the online etymology dictionary. I love to see where words come from. I love to see what the energy of the words is in their early use and in their early applications. Um, because oftentimes what we find is that words are not used in modern day in quite the same way they were used when the words were coined or when uh, before 1945. Um, there was actually a number of words that were changed. I believe it was in the year 1945. There was a conference and um, a lot of things were edited uh, and in some cases removed from the common dictionary uh, due to the events that had taken place in World War II. So that was the that was largely the the reasoning for that event. Um, so it, it's interesting that we do this thing with words, <laughs> and yet the energy uh, is still there. Now, anybody who's played with me before, you you've probably heard me talk about part of how I play is really the inclusion of all of our existences, all of our incarnations, and um, not from a place of having to have a catalog of them or anything like that, but just more of tapping into your awareness of you might have used a whole lot of the words you use now in different ways, in different lifetimes, <laughs> in different places around the world. And what if we have these awarenesses of the energies of words, of different languages, of different phrases and expressions and songs. We have an awareness and we have perhaps a relationship to these words from many of our uh, incarnations, I will say, um, that, in, that don't really line up with the way those words might be used now. So when we're using those words now, what are we aware of? Is there a little bit of a traffic jam going on in our universe because we're using certain words that aren't really, we're not using them in a way that we're familiar with or we're using them in a way that we have an awareness. There's something else there. There's something underneath it, something behind it, something around it that is creating a little bit of a wrinkle and it, it's asking for us to acknowledge something, notice something, put our attention on it. And in many cases, what is really cool in my interesting point of view and in my experience is that when we look up some of these pieces of information, we get a very different um, way that we can approach the word or that particular languaging, and it opens something up for us, and it changes something. And Anybody who knows me, you know, I'm I'm pretty much all about changing things that, that have wrinkles, that don't work, that aren't working for us. <laughs> so I like to go uh, exploring, <laughs> if you will. I love the discovery process, and that's part of what I get to do in my life and in my work and, and in my play, because it is fun for me. So that's what we're going to be playing with today with the word human. Now, there's a lot of expressions that are um, kind of attached to this whole thing about human. And part of what got my attention with this was I, I began to notice with this heaviness I was referring to, this little bit of stickiness. It's like when I hear people talk about being human, there's this interesting something there. And what I've started to play with is I wonder if 
human has become a word that actually is some type of an excuse for limitation. In the way that we're applying the word, are we actually using it as some sort of synonym for limitation? And I find that kind of intriguing. So what do you know? What are you aware of? <laughs> and if you've ever used the term, if you've ever used the phrase, you know, I'm only human, you know, a lot of us uh, might have that as one of our default phrases. <laughs> like when we're defending ourselves for something, I'm only human, you know. Don't hate me. I'm only human. Don't be mad at me. I'm only human. Don't judge me. I'm only human, you know. I wonder what we're really saying when we're saying I'm only human. And I find that particularly interesting given that we actually are beings with bodies. And beyond that, whatever name we choose to use, whatever phrase we choose to use or expression we give it is really up to us. Now, yes, there is some actual... Um, Oh, gosh, I guess you could call it science in the background of this word. <laughs> human actually is, is a phrase that is, is, is a word that is given a specific meaning and in some other cases, other meanings. Um, there's also the word homo sapien. So let's play with, oh, where's my etymology? So let's go to etymology online first. And let's just see what kind of pops as we read through some of this. So human in the first tense, is expressed as a noun. And it just says, in quotes, a human being, um, which is from around the 1530s, from human, which was actually being used as an adjective. And the old English equivalent is, uh, is spelled G-U-M-A, which I, b I believe is probably pronounced Yuma, depending on where you're from in the world. It survives only in disguise in bridegroom, which I thought was kind of interesting. So human as an adjective, uh, mid-15th century again, uh, is in quotes once more human from Old French humane, uh, which was an adjective as well, which is of or belonging to man. Also in Latin, of man or human. Um, and then I found this interesting. The word that we pronounce now as humane, H-U-M-A-N-E, um, was actually used interchangeably for a long time uh, with the word human. So it only came to mean more of that philanthropic, kind, gentle, polite, or refined uh, kind of meaning um, after the 1800s or during the 1800s. Um, so I thought that was kind of intriguing because that's one of the cases where, like I was referring to earlier, the word humane, when it started out, it didn't actually refer to kindness, gentleness, um, goodness, kind of that, that a kind act that you would do. You know, when, So when we refer to things being inhumane, often in modern times that word is used as meaning not kind, not cordial, um, not gentle, not refined, and when you were, if you were playing in the 1500s, 1600s, or 1700s, you were actually talking about it meant not human. So that's kind of interesting to me. It's just those little distinguishing marks that 
that I am always intrigued by. Um, so, let's see. Then we have Homo sapien. And yes, that is the name of an album for some of you who might be recalling that. And I'm actually referring to <laughs> Homo sapiens, <laughs> um, which according to Wikipedia, because um, it's been a long time since I think I was in, I think we learned this in sixth grade biology or science or something like that, um, is the binomial nomenclature, also known as the scientific name, <laughs> for the only extant human species. Homo is the human genus. Now, isn't that kind of interesting? Homo is the human genus. The human genus. Okay, just kind of let that float around in the ethers. Which also includes Neanderthals and many other extinct species of hominid. So, the sapiens is the only surviving species of the genus Homo. Modern humans are the subspecies Homo sapiens sapiens, Yes, I said that correctly. You heard me correctly. Which differentiates them from what has been argued to be their direct ancestor, Homo sapiens idautu, if I'm saying that correctly. The ingenuity and adaptability of Homo sapiens has led to its becoming the most influential species on the Earth. It is currently deemed of least concern on the red list of endangered species by the International Union of Conservation of Nature. That's kind of funny and scary to me at the same time. <laughs> so, okay, so enough about science. Um, so what do you know about the word human? And what is the expression that you use that phrase that describes or refers to living as a being with a body. Hmm. <laughs> this is so interesting. The energy when we bring something like this up is so, um, it gets really wonky in a lot of people's universes. And there's this, there's this very strange, defiance kind of energy that I am aware of um, that I, I what I get is some of it comes from this uh, point of view that we are the, the top species, like we are the most important species. The human is like the supreme way that you can show up, sort of like this highest form of, you know, on the evolutionary track. Um, and at the same time, we still, many people, use it as this sort of belittlement of themselves. Now, I don't know that they would necessarily say that out loud to you. Yes, I'm, I'm using human in the context of or, or in the sense of making me less than. And yet, if you listen to the way a lot of people use the word, it is this really strange making less than. And a lot of times I hear people say, I'm a, a spiritual being having a human experience. And they're often using that expression to justify in some way this um, fallibility. And I find that really intriguing. So for me, where I'm playing these days with the tools I have and the life experience that I have, um, where I'm looking is, yes, we have the word human to refer to certain things. And yes, it's not that I want to get rid of the word. I'm not 
that's not even a part of this conversation for me. It's more about the awareness of the places and the ways that we are using our words and we are having points of view that prompt the using of those words in a way that we are separating ourselves from the possibilities, from the limitlessness, from actually what is really the potency of us. So how does that land for you? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it interesting? I had uh, probably, I guess it was like five or six shows ago now, I had um, a show on Not On My Watch. That was my, my topic, Not On My Watch. And I had had some experiences that week that had led to that topic being inspired. And I was noticing, like that particular week, so many things came into my awareness around the ways that we have invented to justify and prove to ourselves and each other the separateness of ourselves from creator, from source. And whatever name you want to give that or refer to that by, that's really not where I'm putting any significance. It's just this interesting thing that we somehow want to have this belief and justification in many cases that we are separate from. And what I'm noticing with the word human and the way many of us use it is is not really in a way that is kind. It's really more in a way for many people who are using the word human, the way that they use it and the times that the word comes up for us is really when we are justifying something that is not right with us, something that is less than, something that is um, not potent. So what can we do to change that? And again, I ask you, what do you know about human about human being, about being human. <laughs> and what if we were willing to allow ourselves to have the experience of what we call human without making it something that has no choice? So anywhere you might have any point of view lurking, in the consciously for you or unconsciously for you, <laughs> that human is some sort of label that is a or that is used as a if you're using it as a reminder that you are somehow less than, and that you are somehow not as potent as, and that you somehow have less power than anything or anyone else. Wow. Would you maybe consider allowing that to shift a little bit? Even if it's just five degrees. Even if it's just one degree. What other perspective could be available to you? What other perspective could you begin to function from that would actually allow whatever it is with human for you to be an invitation to have the experience and receive the contribution of it rather than let it be a way that 
your limitation is proven time and time again. Hmm. We have some ears perked up. <laughs> and everywhere anyone is wanting to check out of this conversation, totally cool if you need to do that. And I just invite you to be with these questions and let your awareness open up. And if you could be here with no point of view that there has to be a right answer or a wrong answer, that human being has to be a rightness or a wrongness, what else can we find here? This is why I say we are exploring human. <laughs> so nobody gets a failing grade on today's conversation. There won't be a quiz afterwards. <laughs> this is really about what do we know? And everywhere we've used human as a binding word, as a, a containment, as a, um, really a, um, mm, what is that energy? A tethering or a, hmm, well, I don't have another word right now other than limitation. Everywhere that's been your go-to, would you now be willing to choose beyond that? and allow yourself to know something more, to know something different. Hmm. How much fun could we be having with that? All right. Well, I'm going to let you kind of float here for just a couple of minutes. We're going to take a little break, take a breath, maybe get a drink of water, to just kind of let the juices flow, see what comes up for you. And if you have anything you want to put in the chat room, I would love to hear what's going on for you. Um, we will be back in just a moment. You are listening to Living Well. I am Keisha Clark. Today we're talking about human being, and we'll be right back. <laughs> Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? 
Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions. In the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the U.K., at 033-0001-0625. By Skype, at a2zen.fm, or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. <laughs> Welcome back, sideways, forwards, uh, up and down <laughs> to the next segment of Living Well. I am Keisha Clark. Thank you so much for playing with us here today, whenever your today is. Um, wow, this is really fascinating to me. We're talking today about human being. And I pulled up some quotes because uh, I love to kind of see the interesting points of view in our quotes. <laughs> um, and I think it's really intriguing. Um, we've got some quotes that kind of go in the direction of the suffering that is involved with being human. Um, let's see, one of them here is... Uh, not to have felt pain is not to have been human. Ha, huh, is that light or heavy for anyone? <laughs> um, and here's one that I was referring to earlier. Yeah, I make mistakes. It's called being human. Is that light or heavy? <laughs> um, let's see. And here's an interesting little phrase. Being human is given, but keeping our humanity is a choice. That's that's kind of intriguing. Uh, being human is difficult. Becoming human is a lifelong process. To be truly human is a gift. That one is by Abraham Heschel. Um, let's see, there was another one that I had here. Let's see. It's a long journey between human being and being human. That's kind of interesting. So I find it fascinating, this play on the words, where you're placing whether being human or human being. Um, another one, as a human being, I'm a work in progress or process. And that's how this one is stated. So, and then we come to some quotes that are a little more uh, of the inspirational, much along the lines of, you know, the choice of it. And that's part of what I'm really looking at today is... <laughs> Rhonda. Um, I'm sorry. Look, I just noticed something in the chat room. Scroll. Sorry, guys. Um, so question is, are you allowing yourself to experience human as a way to create? Are you allowing yourself to experience human? So how are you choosing to experience being in a body, with a body? How are you, as the being, choosing to relate to, to engage, and to create a relationship with your body, for starters? Because for many of us, that's what defines being human, is that we have a body. And isn't that interesting? And there have been other expressions such as 
this mortal coil and the human condition, which um, also refer more to that struggle and the the difficulties of being with a body or being a being with a body. <laughs> so what if this was like a grand laboratory and what if we were experimenting as part of our experience? Would you allow yourself to be experimenting and seeing like what awareness does that create? So I would venture to say many of us have been experimenting. I, I kind of get that, you know, our learning process is kind of like an experiment. We we develop our sensory receptivity. You know, I learned that um, you can't set a bag of French fries over fire <laughs> to warm your French fries. <laughs> And that was kind of an experiment. Granted, I was, you know, five, I think, at the time. <laughs> and what I learned was that fire is very hot, and it doesn't warm up the French fries. It burns the paper package. <laughs> so that was kind of an experiment. Um, I learned, you know, when things were hot, when they were cold, when they, you know, whatever texture. I, I learned different associations with different textures. Um, as far as with my sense of touch. And I learned about different noises when I experimented with turning volume up on the radio or down or screaming loud or being in a room full of party people or being out in nature. There's different things that that creates for me and my body. Um, I've experimented with what I could see so not only necessarily visually with with my eyes or what we could call our human eyes, <laughs> um, but with my my vision, with my sight, which is a little bit beyond the human eye, the physical eye. So then there's all kinds of experiments that we engage in. Um, some of them seem a little extreme in my for me. I'll say that. Um, some of them not as extreme, but different experiments that we do with our bodies because usually it, it does involve our bodies. So whether that's in the form of hiking or you know extreme sports or some people choose to do that in sexual play, some people do that with um, different uh, outfits. You know, there's different ways we experiment and we play. And how much of that have you allowed yourself to have? I wonder. And does that give you information about being human? Or does that give you information about what's possible with the body you have shown up with? And does it bring you awareness that there is something beyond the boundaries of your skin and beyond the boundaries of your beliefs? perhaps. <laughs> and how many of us have used being human as the excuse or the justification? Kind of like what we were referring to in the early point of this conversation. Anywhere you've been using human as an excuse, as a reason, as a justification to not experience 
being with your body, being present with your body, with this world, with your life, with the energy of you. Everywhere you have created or invented human to mean something other than those possibilities, what else could you be choosing now? What new perspective could you be opening into, allowing to show up for you? If we looked at human as the doorway to creating something greater here, what else could we be aware of? And what if human is simply one of the millions of choices? So how many of the other creatures, how many of the other beings who have shown up as different creatures on the planet have we made less important because they're not human? And how much of an excuse is that that we might be unconsciously using to not receive the experience of human? (laughs) And here's Lily right on cue. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I adore you. (laughs) And I'm sitting next to one of the most amazing creatures that I've ever known. And her name happens to be Lily in in this relationship that we get to have. That's how I address her. I also call her my little galactic queen. (laughs) And she is such an immense contribution to me. And I do not have any point of view that says her existence and the shape and form that she showed up in is any less valuable, important, or magnificent than the one I have chosen to show up in. It's simply a different expression So what are you being as human? And are you allowing yourself to be being as human in this human expression? Or are you keeping yourself contained? And is that a kindness? When we use human as a way of downgrading ourselves from supreme being, from source of creation, from the spark that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Is that a kindness to us? And is it really true? Is it really true that we are separate simply because we have shown up expressing our lives, expressing the possibilities we be in the universe with a particular body. And do we does there have to be any type of hierarchy to the species we've chosen? And yes, on this planet, yes, I totally am aware folks. The human creatures, the human species, yes, they do something very different <laughs> than the felines, than the canines then the the fish and the fowl, I totally get that, yes. And so it's not about arguing the importance um, of one creature, of one species over another. It's just about really what have we created human to be that it actually isn't. 
And what have we created the no choice of human as? That if we were willing to allow ourselves to experience it, express it, and allow it to be a vehicle, allow it to be a contribution to us, we could actually embrace far more of us. We could actually express far more of us than what we might have ever chosen so far. And again, it's not about a test, and it's not about a right or wrong way to do this. And what I'm wondering, too, is how much more kindness could we be creating in this world? Could we be creating in our lives, in our families, in our relationships, in our businesses? Oh, my goodness, how much more kindness could we be having if we're functioning from a perspective that actually valued human as possibility rather than a limitation or a destination or something that was less than? I am super intrigued by the ways we find to reinforce this notion that we have to belittle ourselves. And that's part of my mission. <laughs> that's part of my happy adventure here is to really be what and who and how and when and where I can be, all of me, in a way that is the invitation or is an invitation to a different reality with this whole thing we have constructed here that we call living on this planet. So I'm really curious. What if human was not a destination or a, limita a limitation? What if human is simply a term that explains something and then we leave it open, open-ended rather than close-ended? And what if human does not pre prevent us from communicating with all species? What if human is simply an expression that we chose? We had the choices of cat, dog, horse, goat, tree, elephant, giraffe, alligator, snake, right? Kangaroo, wallaby, <laughs> <laughs> Koala, we had the choices of how we wanted to show up and what we desired to be experiencing. And relative to our choice and our desires, we created the, the creature body to experience through that, to create through that. So what did you actually choose human to create, my friends? What have you chosen human to create? And what are you allowing to get in the way of that? Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I think we hit a little bit of a nerve. <laughs> what are you allowing to get in the way of what you know is possible to create in your human being? Mm, mm, mm. And would you be willing to have a different possibility 
Would you be willing to be a different possibility with that now? Wow. All right, guys. Let's take another few deep breaths. And we have one more segment, and I'm 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 so curious to see where else we're going to play with this. And something that I'm aware of is that we love our human experience. Um, we love some of that. There's a sort of like a drug addiction to some of this human experience stuff. And we're going to talk about some more of that when we come back. So for this moment, please just keep breathing. Play with the question. Let your awareness come up. I wonder what else you actually are aware of that you have not yet acknowledged. That if you were to acknowledge it, would allow you to have an entirely different, possibly way more fun (laughs) experience with your life, of your life, as your life. Yeah, all of that. All right, so have a breath, a drink of water, a laugh, a giggle, whatever it takes, and join us when we come back. You're listening to Living Well. I'm Keisha Clark, and I will see you on the other side of this break. Thank you, friends. (laughs) Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world? and to like yourself a lot more. Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada at 613-800-8736 In the U.K at 033-0001-0625 by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com Now, back to our show. (laughs) 
thank you for continuing to play with me today here on Living Well. I am Keisha Clark, and I am so grateful for you. We are in the final segment of today's show. And yes, I was totally aware when this topic landed that when you are exploring human, it is more than a 55-minute conversation. <laughs> so yes, just so that we're aware, I am I am aware of that. And this is really about inviting each of you, all of us, me included, to really play with what are we aware of and what what have we been choosing possibly unconsciously with this word, with how we express it, with how we have defined it and with everything that we've made significant about it, um, that we could change now, that we can approach this from a different perspective and take the limitation off of the word. Take the limitation and the effort out of the equation of human. What is it to be human? And does it have to be something really big, important, significant, and have a big, long scientific explanation? I get that it really doesn't. (laughs) At least I don't require it to be that. (laughs) And what I'm aware of is this human experience gives us so much rich content to play with. And we we do, in fact, play with it quite a bit. <laughs> and some of us, I would say, you know, just in my interesting point of view, I don't see some of us playing with it in a really generative way. Um, I, see, I do see a lot of people playing with it um, in a way that does not seem fun for them. And so part of what I'm referring to is this interesting thing that we do about our, you know, the emotions, the way that we prove we're human is this emotion and we have our thoughts and we have our experiences of our feelings. And there have been some really great uh, conversations around those topics, even just this week alone. I I think uh, Playground of Possibilities with Alan and Tamara and uh, Love Life and All Things Weird with Megan and Suzanne, both of those shows had some really awesome points and some great questions and clearings around emotions and the significance of that. That, um, the significance we give it. And what if all of that is just more of a way of our taking information in, a way of our processing the possibilities and activating the possibilities? Um, so hmm, this connection, if, if you are one of the people who have subscribed to this philosophy, that this connection between emotion and thought and being human is what is kind of the the target of human, what if that really wasn't the case? And what if your emotions, what if the things you feel, what if having the thing having the feeling and having the emotions and being able to form thoughts, what if that's not really the marker of human? What if that doesn't have to be what defines you as human or what confirms that you are human? What if it's simply a part of the process? It's a part of the possibilities. We have our brains that do amazing jobs for us because <laughs> without our brain, we we would be really up a creek without paddle guys. We would have very little time left in our day to be online, to be having conversations, to be having sex, to be enjoying our lives, because we would be too busy remembering to breathe, 
to uh, exchange oxygen and carbon dioxide, to move blood, to cleanse different organs, to process different food ingredients, nutrients, and to assimilate it, to do all of the things that our body does with the assistance of our brain, with the prompting of our brain and the functions of our brain. So yeah, our brain is pretty important. Our minds have a, a portence, yes. Our minds are places that we can actually choose to create thoughts that nurture, that generate question and possibility, that inspire, that uh, reach out in in compassion, in congeniality, in um, honoring. We can generate those thoughts. We can choose to have those thoughts. And we can also choose to have thoughts that are not quite so kind, that are not quite so generative. And where our thoughts go, so do the energies go. And is that a part of what getting to play with human experience is? Is this grand adventure of, huh, I wonder what it would create if I did this. And I wonder what it create, what it would create if I thought this, if I sent this out into the universe, I wonder what would show up. And yes, this is not, this is not really, the topic is not really about, uh, for today, is not specifically around any significance on thought or feeling or emotion. And what I'm aware of is that many of us use that to confirm how human we are. And what I'm inviting you to play with is what if that isn't necessarily um, the connection to human or or the confirmation of human? What if it's simply a part of what we get to play with expressing as human? So again, what have you made human mean? What have you made being human mean? And what have you made human being mean that it might not actually mean or that it doesn't have to mean because really it only needs to mean what you need it to mean for any point in time that you need it to mean that and then it could be something totally different in the next moment in the next minute in the next day in the next week right how cool is that and how cool is it that we do have these beautiful creature bodies that allow us to have this experience, that allow us to play with the possibilities of creation on this planet in physical form. And would we be willing now to open our awareness and open our allowance to even more of what is possible as the expression of who we are and all that we desire to be. Right? What if there's nothing that has to be a purpose to you coming here in the human expression, as a human expression? What if it's about the possibilities? And what are the possibilities that you're willing to be open to now? in this human expression, in this human experience? And does human experience have to be something that creates limitation? Or 
will you allow human to be something that can create greater? Something through which you can create greater. Wow. So there's some really cool lightness (laughs) and expansiveness to that for me. How does it land for you? How does it land for you? Because that's really what this is about, guys. That's really what this is all about. What if it's all about how do you desire to experience the expression you came as? And what if there are no rules and no limitations and no right and no wrong? What if this is not a pass or fail system? What if this is about creating? And what if human does not separate you? What if it's simply a way for you to show up as a contribution? Are you willing to be that? To you, first and foremost. Are you willing to be a contribution to you? Are you willing to have the conversations that that spark the creativity for you and of you? Are you willing to have the questions and play with them in a way that actually brings more of you into the mix, brings more of you to this beautiful party? And some for some of us, yeah, this party, I don't know if it's, we would call it a whole lot of fun in this 10 seconds. <laughs> and what if we could change that? And what if human is simply a part of what we can play with? So I am offering huge gratitude, my friends, to all of you and to all of us and for all of us. We are showing up as possibilities. Are you ready to activate the possibilities of you even more? Are you ready to express the possibilities of you even more? And are you willing to play with all of this and actually have your knowing, have your awareness. And if you want to play more with me, my friends, you can always email me in my brand new email, Keisha at livingbeyondlinear.com. I adore you. I am so grateful for you and to you, and I will look forward to talking to you next week. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark. You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing more of the abundance and prosperousness of you and living well with total ease?